Hey guys, Barney here with a little update. I want to give a quick thanks to AB Universe for sponsoring The Big Top. Taking over production responsibilities has been a huge undertaking, and I'm extremely grateful to have such a fantastic sponsor, whose products I have used for years and can personally vouch for. You can now use my promo code BIGTOP to get 10% off your order at abuniverse.com. That's abuniverse.com. Thanks again to ABU for sponsoring this podcast. I want to go through life jumping into fountains naked. Good night. And welcome to The Big Top. I am your host, Barney, and today I am delighted to welcome a very special guest to the podcast, someone I've mentioned before ever since recovering the memory of him sucking me off in a leather bar, the one and only Lucky, who joins me today to talk all about his primal kink and the fun in being a little gross sometimes. Today's story time is from Trix, with a very detailed account of his first pup experiences. Hi, my name is Trix with a Twix, but you can call me Trix, or TWAT for short. I'm 24 years old, I'm from Wales, and I am a padded puppy. I have been part of the padded community since forever, and part of the pup community since the 4th of December 2021. Yes, that's right, I'm a COVID pup, lol. This is my story of how I became Trix. On Thursday the 2nd of December 2021, I met up with an ABDL I had been on and off with for a little bit, we chatted sometimes between Grinder and Telegram and met up twice before, both times being nice, but we were just not vibing like I do with the others. I'm highly extroverted and talk a lot and he is quiet and not chatty. These weren't dates by the way, just hangouts in Cardiff. On this Thursday we met up at a park in town, and I promised to be less chatty than normal. He was the only ABDL person I met that was my age group. We chatted for a bit before he mentioned going to the Eagle so he could finish some studies on his laptop and asked if I wanted to join. I said yes and walked with him to the Eagle Bar Cardiff. I'll stop here and tell you I had been to an Eagle Bar before in New York, before COVID February 2020. I was on my own, went on a Sunday because it was open earlier, and was nervous as fuck being alone in NYC at night. We get to the bar and it was really quiet, and a really small bar area, and smoking on decking out back, we sat down and made small talk with the barman, or woman, when two people walk in, both in their early 20s, cute, one in high-vis trousers. I didn't know that was a fetish too. I told him in 2022 that I thought he was working on the train lines in the area, and he laughed. After about an hour of me sat quietly drinking my drink, they came over to talk to the ABDL friend and introduced themselves to me. They made small talk before heading back over to their seats, and that's when they got out their hoods. I had only seen two pups before in person, and that was at Cardiff Pride in 2018. I really had to go and talk to them. They introduced their pup selves, Pup Igis, blue, and Pup Kiwi, green. I admitted I'd only seen two pups in person before, and that was in passing at Pride, and seen plenty on Tumblr. Shh, yes, I'm a newbie to the kink fetish world, and was only on Tumblr, Diaper Boys, and Kick. We got chatting about how long they'd been puppies, and how they came to it themselves, before the karaoke DJ Mike came to the bar to set up with another guy following him behind them. I also forgot to mention I'm dressed as a fucking elf as it's Christmas and I was heading to work after the bar. Don't worry, I wasn't drinking booze, just cola. The guy comes and says hello to the pups, bar person and the ABDL in the corner and comes and sits down next to the pups. But in his bag, he had paws and feet. Oh, and the big fuck off head sticking out of it. 
a furry. Not met any of those before, but once again, seen plenty online. He introduces himself as Fur Pup Kota Blue. We get talking again and mention about the pup meet that is held free of charge at the Eagle on the first Saturday of the month. And one of them said, if you are interested, why not come along and see how you feel? I said back, thanks, but I don't have any pup stuff. To their reply, don't worry, you don't need the gear to come to the meet. I was getting ready to leave to head into work and hug them goodbye and thanking them for being so kind and off I popped to work. I think the ABDL guy had left me before. Oops. Looking back, I do think it was his idea to just dump me off at the Eagle hoping I would talk to someone else. And it worked for the better. (laughs) We still talk when he pops in to see a friend and we make very small talk. Saturday arrives and I'm nervous as fuck on the train heading to my first ever pup mosh. As I arrive a little later than the time given, I walk through the doors not knowing what to expect. The stairs as the doors closed and the attention was on me. Oh god, I don't belong here. They're going to tell me off. I'm not a pup. It's a private event. Please leave. All going through my head as they looked at me. Those that know me know I am a bit of an attention whore, but not when it's so intimidating like this. I look about, looking for the three pups that had invited me to come along. But you can never believe it, there are several pups at this event, and they all seem to have the same colour hoods as Kiwi, Kota, and Aegis. <laughs> oh shit, I thought. As I'm looking around the corner booth by the door, three pups are waving at me and beckon me over to them. Thank fuck. As we chill and talk, getting to know them more, and watching the others at this event, socialising and pupping out, one pup comes over to me and starts barking and making puppy play actions. I don't know how to explain it, but I think they wanted to play or talk. I told them, no, I'll come talk to you when I'm ready, maybe a bit harshly. He walks away, turns out it was the event runner, YOLO. (laughs) Uh, Blue yellow pup, oops, my bad. I built my courage and followed one of the three pups around to see the ball pit and the toys on the floor. Watching pups play and having innocent fun on the floor. As we head back to the table, there was another green pup at the table talking to Aegis or Koto or both, can't remember. He introduced himself after their conversation as Pup Ard, green pup. He is such a lovely pup and was just getting advice about something when I came back over, but we had bonded very quickly and are good friends now. About an hour before the end of the event, a guy comes in, big bushy hair, glasses, tall and lanky. He came over to the table, greeted everyone, and introduced themselves as Pup Finn, a white pup. He was excused as he had to say hello to a bunch of other pups around the bar, then went to get changed. We went back to talking to ourselves and about five minutes later, Finn was back with us, neck to boot in rubber. Wow, another kink fetish ticked off my list I ain't seen in person. I'm checking this list fast. We get talking and he explains stuff and answers probably a hundred questions I had asked. Before I knew it, he had been given a gas mask and put it on. No word of a lie, I got kind of nervous again and annoyed at the same time. Finn had been turned on drone mode, which meant he wasn't responding to me, but just standing there. I was told about drone stuff as he was standing there. Before the end of the event, Pup Finn made his way back to the room from his drone zone. He went to catch up with some at the event, and I went back to the corner with Aegis, Kota, and Kiwi. They had mentioned Finn was hosting a thing at his after the event, and they were going. Still being new to everything, and work still being four hours away, I didn't want to stay at the bar alone, and I didn't want to sit in the break room for four hours until my shift started. So I asked them if I could tag along and explained how I felt. They told me to ask Finn. After all, it's his flat and event. I go and ask shyly and explain to him my conundrum, and he said yes, of course, without second thought. But he explained that it's on the other side of town and it's a sex party. Well, fuck me, I'm getting a full experience here. ABDL meetup, a pup marsh, and now a sex party. 
I went, oh, okay, could I just sit and watch? Or I can just sit in another room. I'm not that experienced in the sex and didn't want to partake. He was cool with that and explained not everyone partakes in the event. It's just more an excuse to chat and catch up. We go grab food and meet up at Finn's place with about eight other pups from the event. We go to the living space in the flat where we agree to buy an ambush to my eyes <laughs> of sex toys, kink gear, and fetish wear all on the floor on parts of the sofa. But everyone's just ignoring it like it's normal. I sit on the sofa away from the toys and just watch the room and make small talk with passersby. Finn was asking me stuff to get to know me more, and I told him I can do an impression of Mr. Tumble pretty well. This is a story in itself. Request and I'll tell you more. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Mr. Tumble. Come take a look in my spotty bag. The room went quiet. Probably wondering who the fuck I was and why I made that impression. Kiwi and I just probably thinking why the fuck they invited me in the first place. But Finn laughed and said it was a really good impression and very fucking creepy. I fucking love it. We carry on talking, 30 or so minutes pass, and someone breaks the ice of the collection of toys on the floor. They pass around a floppy dildo, and yeah, it was long and floppy, and I passed it on to the next person. Next, someone put on nipple clamps they seemed to like a lot. Last thing I remember before heading off to work was the whip. It had two ball ends and a handlebar in the middle wrapped in faux leather and a bunch of frills dangling off one end of the ball. I know, Kinky Tricks doesn't know what it's called, leave me alone. <laughs> the group is passing it around and it ends up with me. Now, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with it for a while. So I hold it and as chatter was starting again, two pups started talking to me and all I thought of doing was the following. I still have this whip in my hand and if you think for a second I was going to ask <laughs> to try whipping someone or asking them to try it on me, you can fuck off. I put the whip on top of my head and swish the fills around like a ponytail. Can you tell who I was? <laughs> Saying, hey guys, <laughs> Ariana Grande. Butchering the voice, of course. I had a giggle with the two pups and stares from the others, and the evening continued. I said my goodbyes and left that evening feeling everything. Happy to have had the opportunity, sad I had to leave and could not hang out anymore. Annoyed at myself for being goofy around these kinky professionals. And excited. I think I found my people and my calling. Wow, thanks for that, Trix. That was a wonderful story I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. If you'd like your own story read out, please send it in to thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. That's thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. And if you rate and review this podcast, I promise the feeling is just incredible. You'll be high for days, especially if you review on Apple Podcasts. Today the circus returns to London, England, and I invite you to join me as we go under the big top. I've been the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. I big time baby. Um, I would love to. I do like you as the dog in our dynamic, mm -hmm. but I would love to f flip with you at some point. That's like my favorite thing to do. I oh, really. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to like mid scene like take control. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, uh, uh. you know I love when that happens when it's like, oh, you thought you were in charge. Mm. Okay, so I was talking to Master Darts about exactly this because I couldn't get this idea out of my head, and so I messaged him about it, and he was like, "Well, lay it all out for me. What what exactly do you do you see happening?" And I was like, "Well, you know, like I thought it'd be really cool if I was the clown who." took you and hypnotized you and glued on your mustache and dressed you up in your circus strongman outfit and locked you in it 
and then you took on all this aggro and flipped the script on me and then punished the fuck out of the clown and maybe turned me into a strongman clown, like dressed me up as a strongman, mm. bald cap, blew the mustache on, gagged underneath, blew the hole. What were we talking about? Master Dark. No, but why? Because you... of... Oh, the the flipping of the dynamic. Yes. yes. I like, and I was like, I really, really like that idea of like mid scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Revenge. Yeah, I, I'm like more. It's less. It's a less usual thing for me. I kind of prefer to. Oh, I, I don't know why. I think so far I've just only. I've never really done that before. Um, also, doming just always is something that makes me like subbing is a complete pure bliss area, mm-hmm. and doming is. The opposite. It's like Stressful. I enjoy it. It's like a I'm gonna get um, payoff from this afterwards, but during it, it's very like, especially as I'm quite new to it, like actually having full control. Yeah. So that idea of like you know looking after the sub, making sure yes. they're safe, all this kind of stuff, it just is always in my mind. Yeah, you bashed your head earlier oh, under my care, <laughs> and I was like, that oh was fuck. Yeah, isn't? It? And then you're like, oh shit, like oh, yeah. stuff. But it's like. Also, that, funny enough, didn't hurt at all, interestingly. Well, good. <laughs> and it was, uh, it just, I think it was just the wood sounded like quite dramatic. But I'm always, you know, always very slow moving when... But there's, I think there's a big difference as well between that and, like, I once went to play with this guy and he, like, he had had me on my knees and then had tied my hands behind my back and then he was went behind me and he just pushed me. Oh, and I, like... That's just me. ...fell forward, <laughs> like, and... Like, ha- like my hands ripped beh- from behind, like, instinctively. And thankfully, he was shit with his rope work. Uh. So I was able to, like, get my hand out. But, like, not completely to, like, you know, I bashed my hand on something. That I was like, that just threw me off instantly. Because I was like, this is, that's obviously a fucking stupid thing to do. Yeah. I hadn't thought about for a second compared with, like, um, donk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have broken your nose. Bobby's head goes donk. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was like, that was one of the moments where I was like, I need to stop playing with people See- I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, well, also, I say that as if that's just what I do. Do what you want, but you can still do that and be safe. Yeah. And also, when people are like that, it's like, bye. Yeah, I, and I, there's a difference between, you know, like, going over to someone's and, like, also, yeah, going over to someone's completely randomly and doing play for the first time, and going over to someone's and having, or, like, having a tea first, yeah, you know, or yeah, doing, yeah. like, I now say, like, I won't do kink in the first session. The first session is just, like, or I want to do heavy kink. The first yeah. session is to kind of just like play around, see what's fucks up. First sessions are always like the first pancake. Yeah. You know? First pancake. <laughs> Ninth pancake. I don't know how. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Pretty good. There was something else I was going to say to you. Hungarian. Yeah, we think. actually had some really really interesting chats just now. That I think it's good that we got all the like deep existential stuff out of the way. But um, I've totally forgotten all the cool. I know that poop was one of them. <laughs> I know that. How we met might have been one of them, and I know that. Well, also, what just happened—that's fun, but I can't remember the rest. Mm. Um, so next time you should do, and I'm gonna blow air up inside you. And you can fart out on me. Cool. I'm really into that. And then, because are you? I need to use my tongue. I need to use my tongue and mouth for it properly, so I want to be sure that I'm clear. But yeah, you can like. You you could like essentially uh, tongue you until your hole opens up that I can then just like use Blow the air in. You have to oh. get the umbrella just right and then you just fart it all out. That's amazing. I love doing that. Um, 
cleaning out was totally one of them or, or something, or you wanted to talk. I invite you on my podcast and you sit here picking your nose. Yeah. You disgusting little boy. Feral. How I talk? Oh yeah. Primal shit. But yeah, that's what I make. My primal main shit. part is going to be primals. It's primal play. You are a nibbler. The, that's the defining part of my king. Well, I found as well. You bite me. I'll save it for the podcast. But essentially, I we found are recording. The... <laughs> oh. <laughs> let me, let well, me... I guess I have to trust. Have to <laughs> well, <say anything>. uh... <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> See, this is why I don't do a beginning. Yeah, yeah I yeah. hate that. Like, but do, you do, 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 do. You do do. A, you have a beginning spiel. I do it on my own. Uh, I do it afterwards. Separate the magic of editing. Uh huh. Wow. Because then I, once I've edited it, I listen to it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's what it's about. And so then right. I do it at the beginning. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have noticed how your podcast titles are like lines from the... Normally, yeah. And that's really fun because then you can listen to the podcast and you can be like, <gasps> the they said the name of the podcast in the podcast. That's yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes they're just stupid stuff. Yeah. I like to start with something stupid and end with something nice because sometimes... Mm. We haven't had a heavy one in a while, but sometimes they get fucking heavy. Yeah. Well, that's what I have to be careful of because... I think that, I mean, that's why I'm fascinated by the why of kink, Mm -hmm. but you can end up going in circles or you can just end up reaching, you know, like dead ends. That's why I'm like, I thought earlier and I jotted it down about relating it to science because I love that science, you just get to a big question mark. And so I love, I think that's how I like try and rationalize the mad overthinkingness or thinkingness, apt thinkingness. Um, that you have to kind of, you know, sometimes edit and slow down. But essentially, I don't, I don't like overthinking this. Overthink this is a word because I think, you know, think away. Why not? But just yeah. learn how to like deal with it. Learn how to sometimes let it wash past you. Learn how to, you know, discover when it is heading into that sort of like spiral of unhelpfulness where you're just going around in circles. But, you know, that's how I rationalize it. It's like, you know, science does just get to a point of big question mark. So then that's that's okay that sometimes my thoughts go to the same kind of place, you know. Totally. And then sometimes you do just have to be like, okay, cool, I've thought about this a lot. And I think I'm done, you know, just can walk away from this. Yeah, and also, like, my whole thing is we're not here to be perfect. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter because we're not pretending to be. Yeah. We're not experts. This is just how it feels in the moment, and there's no wrong way to be like, this is how it feels in the moment, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And now I'm picking my nose. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? It is fun. That's not why I do it. <laughs> why do you do it? To clear my nose. Yeah, but are you not having fun? The most effective way. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm excavating. I'm spelunking. I'm looking for the gem. You sound like an archaeologist, and archaeologists have loads of fun. Archaeologists? That is a misconception. What? That's Indiana Jones for you. Archaeology... It's probably boring. I don't know. Yeah, but that's fun. The boring is fun. You know. I don't think boring. Okay, that's very my vibe. Well, I've learned that it's not. It's not picking your nose because everyone picks their nose. It's what you do with it afterwards. Yeah. Well, you can't pick your nose, can you? It's all uh, predetermined for you, so you can't choose what you like unless you have rhinoplasty. Then you, you can... can pick your nose. <laughs> I made it laugh. <laughs> 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 that was so stupid. Thank you. Thank oh, you good much. job. Well, there we go. That's our stupid start. You got something. Yeah. I hang on. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. It like went all the way and then went. Uh, isn't that like life sometimes? <laughs> <laughs>
life. A fart in the wind. <laughs> ah. A fart that disappears. Okay, hang on. I do have a burp for you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my little... Um... Your little abode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're a runting... M- m- Menace? No, no what's it? Um... Cunt? No, a, a fetid, rotten, corpse, bug-ridden... Oh my god, did you see about that woman who they found a worm in her brain? A, what? in Australia. And a it's living the woman. First, yeah, living woman, living worm. First medical... Symbiotic. Ex, yeah. First medical, uh, like, happening. I don't this. believe you. And they found... It was in Australia, and she apparently... It's a, of course. It's like Australia. a kind of, like, demonstration of the... The dangers of us becoming closer with the animal kingdom, like COVID. what? But like she, How? so it's a parasite that lives in pythons, and she had been picking grass out behind where she lives. Why are you picking grass? Where? Good question. Where the and it said that the fecal matter and the skin or something got into her fingers, and she ingested, and this worm started to develop in her brain. <gasps> but they said that because she'd been having headaches and everything, and she went to have surgery, what? and this nurse, this doctor, said that she pulled huh? out a live worm out of their brain huh? and the whole like operating theater was like what the fuck yeah it was like you know a couple of inch worm eight centimeter long live parasite roundworm in a world first what so gross that's it oh my god yeah, it was in her brain that's huge and the, the, there was a description where the nurse said the doctor said why do you call your nurse sexist the doctor said that it was happily wriggling when they <gasps> pulled it out of her brain. Doesn't that make you want to just <laughs> jump into an incinerator? I wish there was footage of it coming out the brain. I bet you do. Maybe now we've discovered why you have night terrors. I have a worm in my brain. There that's what's making me so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's just <laughs> hereditary. What if it just? What if that's why I pick my nose? And one day I get the worm, and it just comes all the way up. Imagine my friend did that with a noodle once. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, it was a bean sprout. It was a bean sprout. Oh, yeah, noodle would have been better. Yeah, I've done that with milk. Because you could be like noodle in the noodle. Well, that would kill you. How did this thing not kill her? Yeah, man, doesn't it? Ooh, gross. Maybe she'll be smart. She'll probably be stupider. I don't know why where this came from, but there we go. Yeah. Well, hey, we're hey. not here to. We can be. I don't know. You're disgusting. Full stop. Done. Cool. Cut print. Emmy. Thank Done. you. Done. Emmy. No. <laughs> no. That's just the person who li- listens to it down the road. Yeah. Emmy Goldsmith. Emmy Goldsmith. I think I went to Hebrew school with her. Yeah, she's nice. <laughs> it's a bit smelly. <laughs> oh, now you're speaking my language. Uh huh. You... But yeah, that's what I find interesting about prime about primal play is that it's worms the, in the brain. Yeah, is that the more I have introspected and thought about it, the more I realise it is such a major part of my kink. One of the like big recent realizations is that like the more natural quote unquote stuff like piss and smells and power and all this kind of stuff is like completely natural for me and uh majorly into and stuff which is like more man-made quote-unquote is like electro and sounding and things like that which makes me really jumpy and i find it interesting like you know that this kind of like i can be beaten up pissed on whatever 
like barely bat an eyelid. But the idea of an of, a, of electricity being a scary and i like that i like exploring uh-huh. things in kink that make me scared i fucking love that yeah i love fear films. just a, yeah fuck i didn't know that about myself yeah. i wonder if i'll dip into horror I've, i well, i think i well i'd quite like to make a horror porn or something <gasps> i want to make a halloween horror yeah. porn yeah yeah that'd be, oh. that'd be fun we can put it on dark fans because just fans and only fans don't allow it why because they won't they don't allow anything horror fear-based that's so stupid um okay hang on you get me so excited and then i just like um very that talk to me about this primal stuff what exactly is that for you and how do you think it manifested because you started telling me earlier about your childhood fantasies and i was like save it for the past yeah so, well, that's why I find kink so interesting. I remember telling myself, I was telling you earlier about having, telling myself bedtime stories when I would, before, as long as I can remember. And these bedtime stories were just hellaciously kinky situations. Like, all sorts, like, as in, like, all kinds of different kinks mixed into one. So I was, I used to fantasize about a giant who would take me into his lair and then he would sit on top of me, um, crisscross applesauce, and that phrase doesn't work in an English accent. And he would then like twist his giant penis like in between his legs, release a torrent of piss that would like flood all around me. Then like his hole would open up and he'd like dump on me and I'd just be there like, like encased in his like, shit and piss and hang on like how old are we oh but long as i can remember so and then when when you say tell myself a bedtime story like i'm literally picturing you being like so once upon a time yeah there was this track like literally telling it yourself like, like you know again and then he bed, shit on me and... like parents say good night lights off close the door and then i'd be like i'd just go into this own little world about it and that's what i would like to like imagine as i was falling asleep and then and that, like, that's so fascinating because like that's a mix what's it called where you have like big characters versus macro small? Is that micro. Like, that's not vol. Anyway, like it's macro, giant size. Yeah, 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 yeah. That mixed with like, um, like heavy raunch, which is why it took me so long to work out that even the people who are into piss are often not into it as much as I am, uh, or it's like a more recent development, or like you know. So I found it found it fascinating that I that was just met someone built. Who? Yeah, someone. you were like. Don't know why. The only kink that I have from that I think comes from experience is CNC, which Whoa. is consensual non consent, which was like uh, more a kind of like thing that almost happened that didn't, that then it's been that kind of thing of, of the what if. Yeah. And I've explored it in scenes beyond that and it's then helped me process it. And mm. but that, so that's the only identifiable kink I think I have that comes from somewhere. All the others were just there. That's, why That's I find it so crazy. Well, it's funny you say that because there's I, I'm kind of a kink sponge, but we were talking earlier about kink being a great way to process to process trauma, um, which I've certainly found. Mm. Like getting to act out this thing that you think it's really scary. Well, yeah, it's really scary, or it's really horrifying, or it's really traumatizing, and you get to be like, okay, let me experience it in a safe way. Yeah, and you get to go through it and be like, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. 
that's really really powerful yeah absolutely you just have to make sure that you know like you're doing it ideally sober you're doing it with people you trust yes you know you like all the stuff you talk about it before and after and everything and then you, you know you, you think about it but it's like we also said earlier about not like pushing anything away and the more that you try and push that put something in a totally. box and find the box that's gay and crush it you know like you're just gonna completely wind yourself up about it and did you do that process it. i did that a little bit not for long you know i think it was like because i i loved music and musicals at school and i was always the weird kid and i just didn't want to be a trope i was like i don't want to be the gay kid who's into who's not into football and who's into music uh-huh. um and then i think but i think it was like a couple of weeks later i was like i'm definitely not straight it was where i was like watching gay porn um and then jacking off, finishing, and being like, oh, it's just a slip up. Then I'd watch straight <laughs> porn uh-huh. to make myself and watch it. And then I'd watching it, watching the guy the whole time, obviously, imagining me as the girl. Wow. And then finishing and being like, cool, yeah, there we go. I'm not gay. Like, <laughs> laughable. That's a really fun, interesting part of the brain where you have truths where you don't believe it yourself yeah you've managed to convince yourself you know that it is just not true well we're we're the best liars to ourselves we can convince ourselves of anything this is the thing i i never really thought about sex in terms of that like that was never i remember when like people around me started watching porn people my age friends of mine Mm. and i was like what are you like getting out of this this is so not interesting like mm. no nothing about it was interesting to me mm. so i definitely did a thing where i was like i don't want the thing that i like to be real mm. stuff that down but i was just jerking off to clowns mm. yeah fair i was just jerking it no for me kink um sex and kink were always incredibly intertwined and i was incredibly kinky but also had a huge libido and that's been a huge characteristic of like my sexual explorations over the last decade is like managing that working Mm. out what i actually want but i so then you know had all these fantasies um i actually had my first kink experience age 12 when i was on a school trip uh and me and my friend ended up in a game of truth or dare when we were in the room alone that ended with him pissing on me several times across the trip and then nothing until I lost my virginity at 16, which was uh, someone else on a previous episode also had this where they went from zero to hero in one day. <laughs> um, and it was the same for me. I'd never been kissed. And then I lost my virginity and got first kiss and everything all in the same night. Uh-huh. And it was, he was also sort of, you know, he was also he's kinky now and didn't really know it then. So both of us were kind of like, you know, pseudo kinky. Um, and I realized very quickly I was kinky and I was like, well, I want to find out more about this. So I bought a book. What? <laughs> I bought a book on BDSM Aww. written by this American Dom. It was really interesting, actually. And one page talked about primals. Uh-huh. And they talked about, it talked about people who go by natural, like, natural order, natural scent, like this kind of like hunter and prey kind of dynamic. Um, and I was just fascinated by that. I would like, I think that I'm just a bit feral. And... I instantly clicked with it. 
And yeah, as I've explored more and more over the years, I have realized that, that more and more things fall into it. Like putt play, I was always, I'd done most of the aspects of putt play for ages, but never really found anyone to explore it with. And as soon as I tried it, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, this is great. Um, and I also, yeah, that kind of thing of like spl splitting things between the natural, which feel really easy and the, the less natural man-made, which is then scary. And I just think my brain is like, has got a real, you know, that sort of the old lizard part, the old, the oldest part of your brain, which is, you know, where the anxieties come from and everything. I'm not a neuroscientist. Um, and wait, I, you're not, <laughs> I think that mine is just like quite, is quite strong. Um, so it's interesting. It plays into all aspects of my life and kink. That's so, I mean, I love how the same kink for different people means something totally different and yeah. how there's a primal element to pup play where, as for me, it's like a totally different thing. I don't think I've met someone who likes piss as much as you do. Fair. I've met one or two. I've been shocked by, okay. So the first time I have to tell you this. First time you drank my piss was the second time anyone had ever drank my piss. And I was, the first time I was a bit like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. The gulping is kind of like, Ugh. and I was like, I just need to sort of try it more and see how I feel about it. The way that I was leaving that place on my way out needed to piss. And you were like, oh, I'll drink it. And then drank the whole thing. That was probably the biggest load I've ever had as well. I think yeah. I told you that. But it was amazing. It just went on and on and on. Yeah. It has also been kind of validating to be like, I do just pee a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Because I always wondered why I leak so much. I'm sure that's called you back in life and now you're free. Of it really shampoo. has. Now I can just piss myself. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? I have gotten a bit cavalier about pissing myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's just hard. like, yeah, just like whatever. That's like... That's one of the, I haven't done that too much. I think I've only done it once properly myself. And I've made someone do it once, but like pissing yourself like in clothes, so wonderfully stupid mm. and kinky. I was actually, the last time you were here, I was like, I didn't see myself pissing all over. Just that that's where it went was really, really cool because there is something about someone being so into something and you were so into that that I was like, that's a new experience for me, but this is really, really cool. Mm. I agree with what you say about kink sponge as well. I'm always like, yeah. I love hearing about other people's kinks or like I when people are really into something that I'm kind of like, yeah, this is fun. Well, this but... is the thing with like the smells. See, I've, I feel like I've gotten conceptually really into the smells. And I think you're kind of a part of that because you are really, really scent based. And also the biting. I didn't think I would like the biting as much as I did. Because, hmm. like, my little nibbles on me, like, and stuff. But that's normally just, like, a cute little thing he does. Hmm. But you kind of have gotten your teeth in places where I've been like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's fine. That's, yeah, like, a yeah. nice little nibble. And then, yeah, there's something. Teeth on the dick? Teeth on the dick. I, I didn't know. It's like. You... I'm into it. Yeah. Because you just associate it with someone who can't give head well and they're scraping up and down. Yeah, or, but... or the fear of like, I'm about to lose my head. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But no, this is really nice. Toys are fantastic. Yeah. 
You've been chewing. <laughs> you've been chewing, man. It's cool. My favorite place to bite at the moment is the scruff of someone's neck. Oh, wow. Like, as a way to, like, get a sub to, like, eyes to roll back, you know, like, starting to play around. I'm wow. very sensual as well. Yeah, I you love, are. like, yeah, like, I love touch and I love, like, exploring different types of touch and making people squirm. And then See? you do all that and then you go and you, like, just. And it's like, it's different. There's biting to cause pain. And there's biting to show dominance, which is just more kind of like getting your teeth in the position and then lightly applying yeah. pressure. And you do that like on the back of the neck, like oh. not too deep. Uh, and it's oh, fantastic. It's playful. Well, see, this is the thing. I, as someone who's not, who's never been very like sensuality based, and this is kind of like a new thing for me, the way that you are so into it and um let's see all these things were things that as a dom i adopted so grabbing someone by the scruff of the neck i realized is a really powerful thing mm. and then biting is a really good idea um inspecting the body has become something that it just drills in a sense of being in charge and then i quite like as well taking away a sense using a blindfold mm. oh god yeah and being like now you're gonna do- perform this task for me or whatever it is yeah and all those little things have been things that I've built into my little Dom toolbox. Like yeah. earlier when you were saying it's at first with, um, especially with impact, I didn't want to be the Dom because I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to like take something too far or do something wrong. Yeah. And so I've, I've really been enjoying like slowly dipping my toes into that. And mm. I like that about kink that we all learn from each other. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important for, subs to be present in that as much as doms and to not you know like earlier when you were what um hitting my the side of my head and it was clipping my my ears yeah um and it was like it's that point where if you hit someone over the the actual hole of their ears the pressure that creates momentarily can be quite very uncomfortable much more than the slap itself Mm -hmm. um and I was just, you know, politely like, just when you're. I just well, actually, it was very rude. <laughs> I explained. It was actually with you. It was a little more curt than I, I tried to be. Like, uh, I think just because I like know you well, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that it's, it is, uh, it's a part of like being a sub. I think is to understand how to politely give feedback. I was gonna wait until after the session to tell you, um, and actually, you know, I should. It was, it was causing me discomfort, and I should have just said. Can we pause for a sec? Yeah. Um, may I just show you, you know, the, yeah, the, yeah. this kind of thing, and and it's it's that kind of thing. In the past, I have like had experiences with doms who have not been not entirely known what they were doing, or well, see, this is the thing, whatever. And I've just snapped and been yeah. like, and, and been been like, you know, I can be quite curt, let's say. Um, and I think that that can take out that can actually take out you out the session. It takes the dom out the session. Um, out the headspace and I think it's important to you know to for for it to be a kind of like uh, responsibility for everyone to to keep that kind of like dynamic going keep that play going and but also to to yeah. you know not be afraid to say actually the this you know when you just to let you know when you do this yeah, like, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, I was just talking about this with Pinchy uh on the podcast but uh, like communication is everything everyone's different everyone's got a different way of playing we're learning together it's just as important for the dom to hear your feedback on what is and isn't working for you because also 
I, I think that's a really uh, another thing is there are some things sometimes where you're kind of like, okay, at the end of the session, I can, I think most of the time bring it up in the moment hmm. because then you have the moment that that is like your job as the sub is to say, we need to stop for a sec because this is uncomfortable or whatever it is. Yeah. As the Dom, you need to be watching out for what is uncomfortable, what's painful, what's, you know, taking them out of it. And then you can go back into it together. Because mm. that was the other thing. It was like, great, that's fine. We can have this moment. Make sure I know. And now I know it's not going to happen again, but let me take you back in. Mm. And so if you have something in the back of your head that you're like, oh, I hope he doesn't do that again, you're already out of it. Yeah, that's very true. That is very true. No, it's, it's actually a good point. That actually, it makes sense. Like if it's, it's, part, it's, it's something to like be in, uh, to be connected with is like, how much you are in the scene and what is affecting that. Um, and also just to communicate, I now as well will sometimes be like, um, just to let you know, like I'm quite out of the headspace today. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a slow kind of like build into it. Yeah. I think that's, just that's a real defining characteristic of my primal side as well, is that kind of thing of, right. of like, um, it's so much headspace. Like pain, I can take so much better if, if I've got, heavy into that Do you know what you did that though because you yawned and said sorry i'm just really tired and i was like great well we can use that yeah let's let's do a task and let's get you in a headspace where you can relax yeah and then let's have a rest yeah yeah let's have a little nap and that can be like totally a, a big part of it yeah absolutely it's all playing games with senses i suppose yeah and you just want to kind of like work out the best way to get the best out of each of you, all of you. Yeah, and like you, all, we always come as we are. So it's like, oh, I've had a bad day today. Is important information. Do you know what I mean? Like everything helps to be like, okay, well, what kind of a scene are we going to build? What do you need? What do What do I need? What do we want to get out of this? Mm. And I kind of like the. Um, oh, I forgot. You like something. I like something. Well, that's good. It's nice to have preferences. Yeah, likes yeah. and dislikes. Kink is fucking fun. And I think it's also interesting that you have, um, you've said to me that you quite like this podcast to be individual explorations of kink, because that's one of the things you find so interesting, which you said, is Mm. that you, as how different people's connections with kink are, even with the same fetish on paper, it can be so different in practice. Totally, totally. Um, that's I why actually I... think you should. Uh, this this podcast should be like a, an exploration of of the of the kinkster, which you do kind of do because you then get them to say well, you know what they do like. Yeah, like every episode is the, the person. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like I don't like to do topics because I don't want this podcast to be. We're talking about this. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's more like come as you are and let's just talk about it. Yeah, because yeah. everybody is interesting in the way that their kinks formed and are for them. Yeah. And like, I talked to this, two different people about the same topic and it's totally different. Yeah. It's totally, totally different. Yeah. Yeah. And otherwise you just end up having two minutes conversation about inflation and then <laughs> doing uh, quotes from popular culture for <laughs> 58 minutes. <laughs> that's just a conversation with uh and that's but that and that's who he he is, you know. <laughs> that's part of who he is is this, you know, this this wild scattered mind, and I like I love that, and I, I think it's that. it's interesting, but it's you know, it's, it's so funny. That's that was the for me that was the defining part of that episode was like how 
like wild and quick his his, okay. his brain is. I met him in the same venue that I met you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I met you way earlier. But he, I like, I so got the wrong impression because I saw him fucking, and I was just like, it was it was funny the way that he just isn't that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he has the death grimace when he's fucking. The death grimace. Yeah. I really was like, oh, he looks like a really mean. Yeah. Person. Yeah, yeah. You were I like yeah, I can't believe I forgot that you sucked me. Yeah, I still haven't found that. I need to go and dig. Oh my god, it's funny. It's literally I I have a moment where I'm like, I'm like oh my god, he sucked my witty. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you also mentioned uh, in the previous episode about um the, you know, bottoms being nervous about being unclean or unprepared. Oh my god. Um and yeah, I think you because you mentioned you when cancel me. we played <laughs> too late. We <laughs> mentioned when we played uh, in a dark room, and I was I was you know a bit heads up about it. And it's yeah. like it's it, I, it's interesting. I think it's interesting because I think it's um, it plays. It's not only the you know I've had one or two times when people have been a bit RC pun intended about it, but generally p- people are actually very chilled. But it's more, it's that kind of self thing, especially in a dark room where I'm like, I just don't want to be the bottom that everyone's like being like, oh, someone's not, someone's All not right. prepared. Um, and also it's that kind of break and play thing, you know, that if like, if it's, if I'm not playing with someone who is uh, not, who prefers it to be completely clean, then it, it's just a break of play. You have to sort of get up and clean and redo your yeah. whatever. But actually I do find it interesting that I'm having to like let go of it with, even with someone like you, where you genuinely do not care, and actually, if a bit popped up in a scene, probably would just continue. Yeah, um, you know, like, but it is—it's a—it's a letting go of things. I think that's a really interesting part of you know kink. It was—it's like letting go of certain things, like uh, you know, like being face fucked until I like, um, you know, if you throw up or you like you produce heavy spit, you know, and I like I'm into that. And I have played recently with a daddy who is really into it, and it it takes a like a good bit of like like fighting your brain. Um, what your your brain's naturally saying like, oh no, I don't want, I don't want to do this, and I don't I don't, I can't do this, and this is bad. Uh, to actually just being like actually just let go and enjoy it. And I think that I love. I'm a very like a. I'm a, a heavy thinker and, you know, very much like a, a sort of pseudo perfectionist, a pseudo social mm-hmm. perfectionist. And I really enjoy how kink makes you just have to let things go and jump over things which you never yeah. thought you'd be able to do. That's kind of, well, that's what I love about kink, all these things I never thought I'd do. But like, that's kind of funny because your sexuality is so primal. Which makes sense to me because you are otherwise thinky, thinky, thinky. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And, and now you get to be brain escape. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit and myself. It's like I was, you know, raised in a big city, and then went to the country, and I was like, oh, actually, I really enjoy being out in the middle of nowhere and like running around. And I think that is a similar kind of thing, you know. Like I've sort of raised with this, this idea of like uh, I was, you know, heavily introspective and all this kind of thing, and and it's it is. A, a way to just sort of like kick all that away and just be like, actually, we're just gonna, we're just gonna do what we want, what we want with mm. our bodies. Wait, no, she doesn't, she doesn't do that. <laughs> Cancelled. Cancelled. Yeah. I forgot again. I was staring at you and I forgot. Shut the fuck up. 
It was, um, oh shit. Oh, it was to do with shit. It was to do with shitting. Oh, it was to do with throwing up. It was to do with bottoming. Yeah, man. Look, I mean, everybody's different. What, what your body needs. Cause this is also the thing. Like I was saying earlier, like, oh, look, I've never really, like, I've never really had a bad mm. experience. So I, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm like, whatever. It'll, it would be fine if something were to happen. Mm. But I think that's the attitude that is important. Like, if somebody is going to be a dick about it, even if that's your yeah. like, preference but or whatever, I, I just don't think, be a dick. I think like, generally people aren't. In my experience, large by and large, mm. pe- people are actually generally all right with it. It's actually more you, the bottom's own feelings. The anxiety, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. anxiety and, yeah, not wanting to interrupt things. Um, and I think, you know, it's like your cancellable comment, your um, string in front of what the town I? square and throw eggs at them comment uh, bottoming is easy oh. <laughs> bottoming <laughs> is easy but it's also well, hard well it can be yeah it can be and i advise any i've recently discovered that i have a bit of a gluten intolerance and i cut gluten out of my diet mostly oh, shit, and yeah. it's been life changing it's been life changing like to be able to actually like see what people mean when they you know say uh, i've got a friend who's like yeah just have you know, just do sh- three three rounds and it's always fine. And, you know, that's the kind of comment. It's like that Friends episode where she's like, oh, I've got a big contraction coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a big one. You know, it's yeah. very like that when, you know, bottoms who are like, oh, just a couple of spritz and I'm fine. Whereas the bottoms who have to, you know, like have a, a, a like deep reorganization of their entire diet plan for <laughs> for a week and then live only on the dew on the morning leaf and, you know, spiritual energy for three days beforehand <laughs> in order to like be secure in their being clean. Um, and I think actually, you know, I, I would advise like anyone who's been struggling with it to, you know, to, to talk to a doctor about like stomach issues, to explore different things that could be intolerances, explore things like fiber curls. What's difficult about it is that it is so different for each person. Yeah. And it's just, there's no magic pill or magic thing that's going to make it perfect. Right. Well, there's two things. One is there is a lot that you can do. There's loads of options. There's loads of different things you can investigate. Is there something in my diet that could make this easier for me? Should I look at supplements or pills? Do I just need to um, douche in order to get myself to a place where I'm happy? Whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. Then there's the other side of it, which is, okay, but also just accepting what is and being happy with what is. Because if you scrutinize yourself to the point that you make it no longer fun, then you're not having fun, which is all we're here to do. So, yeah. Also, these things, it's just communication. Because I remember that that time uh, you said beforehand, like, oh, should I? I just want to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, I don't mind. I wear a condom, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you would rather not, I don't want to put you through that. It's just a communication thing. Because yeah. it might be that, you know, someone does or doesn't have a preference or, you know. Yeah. Sometimes people like a stinky butt. Yeah, true. And it is just a, it's a kind of thing you have to just get used to, like, every bottom. Like, for some people, it's just going to be easy from day one. And other people, yeah. it's not going to be. And other people, it's going to be easy for day one, two, three. And then the rest of them are going to, you know, then it's going to get rough. And I, I think, think I, it's it's yeah. just, like, something that you, you, you know, you have to get used to i was gonna say something else 
I can't remember. Was it how easy it is to just... Oh, but don't do what I used to do, where you don't eat for three days. Oh, shit. Um, don't, do not do that. Yeah. The, it's like a, you you want to keep things going. Small vegan regular meals is yeah. the way forward for big weekends of bottomy. Um, combined, you know, maybe Imodium works for you, maybe it doesn't, all this kind of stuff. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's just a bit of a... Also, a don't feel like you have to jump through all these hoops if bottoming isn't the be-all and end-all for you. If that's how you like to have sex, yeah. great. And if you're really into it, great. But there's so much more. There's yeah. so much more that Absolutely. you can you can play with. So don't feel like you need to do this. If you're a bottom, it's not like, oh, I've got to do all these things. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's the fun part of kink as well, is like just the incredible variety and like how each session can sort of like, you, you can have sex in different ways, um, you know. I think of kink as like do what you want. Yeah, I think of kink as like anything beyond the that basic action yeah. for procreation or the queer equivalent. You know, anything like beyond that, and whatever your kinks are, like you know, you can you like you said, you can adjust them for you know yourself. Totally. Well, like your situation. There's the biological imperative, and that's like base level. That's like we're just you know nothing but mammals. And then there's like let's. Let's do what they do on the Discovery Channel, which is everything else. It's like, that's what sex is. Sex mm. is the fun bits. Sex is the, you know, I was going to use the dolphin analogy, but let's not go there. <laughs> Dolphins are rapists. Dolphins are rapists. But, you know, they have sex for... But they look cute. But they're super cute. They they're also have cute. fucking crazy teeth. Yeah, like rows and rows of teeth. Yeah. They can snap your fucking arm off, maybe. I don't know. Hello, Mr. Chandler. <laughs> and as you may have guessed from the part one in the title, that is where I'm going to call it today. Uh, Lucky and I kept chatting for so long that I've decided to split it into two episodes. So with that, join us next week as we go under the big top. Hey guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings The Big Top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over The Big Top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. It records studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the Hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. 
I want you to have the same easy experience as I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story.